Let's turn to the first part of today's program, and that is a bit of trash talk. And this week on Trash Talk, Kenny Lamb from Love Cycling Plus shares with Marcy Trent Long about his goal of helping everyone here in Hong Kong to get into the habit to reduce, reuse, and recycle. Good morning, Trash Talk listeners. While we all know we should sort our trash and recyclables, lately I've been wondering if my recyclables are really going on to have a second life. Well, Kenny Lamb from Love Recycling Plus may just have a solution to that problem. And he's here with us today in the studio to tell us more about his recycling program. Thanks so much for joining the show, Kenny. Thank you for having me here. Good morning. Yeah, so tell us about your journey of Love Recycling Plus. Yeah, sure. So uh, I actually lived in the UK for over 30 years. I moved back to Hong Kong about three years ago. Wow. And I realized how difficult it was uh, for me to recycle in Hong Kong. And uh, I found out the reason why is because the system in Hong Kong for recycling is not quite in place. And a lot of the time when we try to recycle, we actually find it hard to find a recycling bin. And a lot of the time, uh, you know, feedback from people I know and friends is that they see recycling materials being thrown into the normal rubbish bin and they actually ended up in the uh, the landfill. So I I wanted to create a service uh, for people who who actually recycle already to, to have a way to recycle their materials properly and responsibly. Yeah, which is great because I'm I, honestly I'm one of those right now. I really worry that it's actually getting recycled. Yeah. So I'm excited that you're still working and operating because it's not easy here in Hong Kong, right? No, it is a tough. So what's really unique I love is your approach to things because you're not expensive. Yeah, and so. Maybe tell us about that, why and what your goals are. Yes, that's right. Uh, So when I started this company, um, my main goal was actually to get more people to recycle rather than trying to create a business and try to make money uh, just just on the financial side of it. So I decided that, you know, if I can uh, put a price point that, you know, is affordable for uh, everyday family, they're more inclined to, to join my service. Exactly. So uh, we, we, the, the price point we have is $199 per month, uh. and we do a weekly collection from your home. So basically, it works out about $50 per collection. Uh, so my objective is actually to get a certain amount of um, customers within a village or within a building for me to be able to sustain myself. So in a way, I'm actually making it hard for myself. So instead of charging less people money so I can do less jobs exactly. to sustain the business, my end goal was always to kind of push myself to get more people to recycle, to get, say, the whole villages to recycle, so I can actually balance my myself, my business, and so on. So for the, for the village that I live at, Kosyong Siwan, um, we've actually got over 100 customers in just oh, one, one village. So that's kind of the, the vision I have. You know, I want everyone to recycle when, whenever they can. And by helping more people to recycle, what I find is that uh, friends and neighbors who see kind of your recycling and they, they will be interested and they'll be like, oh, somebody come and collect recycling from your home every week. What's that about? And, you know, by that, I want, True, to, I want right. to encourage more Word people. of mouth. Yes, definitely. Always the best sales. Definitely. So what do you take? What, do, what can we recycle through you? Yeah, so uh, our company is still quite small at the moment. So we do the basic uh, materials, so paper, plastic, 
uh, all the metal tins and cans, glass bottles, wine bottles, and, uh, and also drink cartons. So there are the tetra packs and milk cartons and so on. So these are the five main type of materials that we recycle. And are they getting recycled in Hong Kong or do you have to ship them out? Uh, yes, most of the materials are recycled locally. So for drink cartons, for example, we have the one and only recycling factory called Miu Miu. Yeah. Um, they, they are actually just moving their factory to near my depot. So I'm oh, really, good. really happy. <laughs> uh, I don't have to transport, you know, transport all my uh, drink cartons too far away to them. So drink, uh, all the drink cartons goes to them. And then for glass bottles, we also recycle locally. So there's a couple, uh, two we, uh, glass recycling factories in Hong Kong. We send them direct to, uh, to their recycling factory. Uh, and for metal, I believe most of the scrap yards are actually shipped aboard. Uh-huh. Uh, so for scrap metals and stuff. Right, we, so we, Hong Kong's we, not big enough for yes, that. Yes, that's like, correct, correct. That's so okay. Plastic, we have a few uh, recycling factories in Hong Kong to recycle plastic locally. Uh, and for paper, uh, quite often they are also shipped aboard as well for recycling. Right. Are they mostly going to China or are they, or we don't? It just depends. Uh, it just depends, yeah. It yeah. just depends, yeah. Yeah, super interesting. And... So with your target audience for love recycling and the, your strategy for the consumer, which I think is, is brilliant, is it working? Do you have, you know, the great that you're concentrating in villages or buildings, which is better for you too. It's better for carbon emissions. It's just better all around, right? Yes, that's right. Um, what would you, what, what, what would be your dream? I think my dream isn't particularly about the um, the financial numbers. I want people to have to start to have a habit of recycling, because that's one of the points I'll uh, bring up is that uh, recycling is actually a habit. So you need to do that kind of on an everyday basis. Yeah. So we need somebody uh, not thinking recycling as a one-off thing. You know, sometimes we go and pick up plastic bottles from a beach once in a while and so on. But we should actually pick up recycling as something that we should do every day. So before we throw anything into our rubbish bin, we should look at it and think, well, should, can I recycle this? Or right. Can this... And, and let me understand what the material is. Yes, right? of That's course. That's the hard part. So this, this is the beginning of uh, having a recycling uh, habit. Right. And my dream is that, you know, for Hong Kong people, first to have a recycling habit and secondly, to have a system in place for people who want to recycle can actually get the recycling materials uh, yeah. collected and sent to the recycling factories. With someone they trust. That's correct. And that's why, you know, I want to create some kind of service which I can fill this gap between the people who want to recycle and the recycling factory in Hong Kong who require, who needs the material, you know, to, to, to make uh, new war materials. Um, yeah. And we use our, our resources. Okay. And you also provide data. Yes, Correct. we do. Yes. So uh, one of the things we were talking about, love recycling plus, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to get to that. Uh, why, why we have a plus at the end is because I believe that, you know, what I do isn't just about collecting people's recycling and send them to the recycling factory. It's actually a little bit more than that. Uh, we put a plus at the end because we believe that recycling is also, uh, it also involves education. Because one of the problems in Hong Kong is that people don't actually know what to recycle, how to recycle and you know why they should be clean and so on. So apart from collecting the uh, recycling material, we need to educate them. 
Yeah. So whether they are they're small school children or people like my mum's age, we need to let them know how to do recycling properly. You know, before they can have this habit, and you know, we can right. have correct materials and clean materials. And so your reports kind of do that, right? Yes, we because work, they tell you how much. That's metal. right. So we work with companies and schools. Uh, many schools are actually because they're coming on board with uh, what we're doing. So we actually collect their materials, and after each collection. We weigh and take photograph of what we collected, huh. and then we tell them how much of each type of materials uh, we collected, and which recycling factory we send the materials to. Oh, that's great! And which recycling factory? That, that's, that's correct fabulous. because you know we we know where they go to. Yeah. So we have nothing to hide. We want to tell them, for example, drink cartons have gone to Miu Miu, and at the end of each term and each year, we can actually generate a set of data. And give them a report to tell them, for example, they recycle two thousand kilo of a cardboard or paper material in the last year. However, we go we go one step further. We uh, try to help them uh, visualize how what that means. So we tell them that if you recycle two thousand uh, kilo of paper last year, you've actually helped to save say thirty trees. Right. Because I think with education, it's it's really important that you try to visualize um, your effort. And let people know, you know, how well you're doing. Uh, so just the numbers is useful. We can calculate many things like carbon emission savings, uh, and so on. But for the small, younger kids, if we tell them, well, last year we helped your school save 33 trees, so they they have a better understanding of, you know, how how much how well they're doing or the effort that they've put in for recycling. You know, how how what's the return of that? Is exactly. That 33 trees <laughs> that yeah. we saved. And get them excited to keep going. Yes, right? correct. Yes. Can I ask you? So, in your economics, you of course you should be paid, and and fifty dollars per collection per collection is is a bargain. So, but do the recyclers also pay you? I hope, like uh, if you show up, I'm sure it depends on the recycler. But these days, yes. Uh, so uh, most of the materials actually worth some kind of money. So. Uh, that's why you see uh, on the Hong Kong streets, you get these old ladies, mm. old men picking up cardboard boxes, yeah. and cardboard boxes only. It's because the cardboard are the one that worth the most money. Uh-huh. So some materials they we get a small return for them. So for example, metal and cardboard, but plastic actually don't worth much money. I know, and that's why you don't see people picking up plastic. But plastic is actually the most uh, important material that we need to uh, deal with correctly for our planet. Uh, it takes a few hundred years for plastic to decompose, and what happened with them is they turn into microplastics, and they actually end up in the ocean. So the the correct way of dealing with plastic is actually to recycle them. Well, actually, the correct way is to use less. So I always tell you know the school children and people I talk to reduce, reuse, recycle. Recycle should always come last, but it should be the necessary step to deal with the plastic waste or any other waste that that we use is to recycle them. Yeah. Oh, Kenny, I'm so glad you've started Love Recycles Plus because it's nice having the option. Is there anything else you want to add that you, I might not have asked? Uh, yes, you? I think I think there was one thing that I like to mention is that why recycling should be clean because a lot ah, of people yeah, yeah, don't yeah. understand, don't, don't don't know that we forget to wash. Yes, that's right. So all the dirty bits inside recycling that we want to inside the material that we want to recycle, they're actually a contaminant. So they make the material not good. If they, if we send a dirty, uh, say, a takeaway box uh, container to a recycle plastic recycling factory, it's actually it ruins their materials. 
Mm, right, the oils and the organics. The oils and stuff. So it's a contaminant. It, it makes yeah. the quality go down and so on. And the second reason why a material should be clean is a hygiene problem. Mm. So with recycling, say if you have a takeaway container or, I don't know, um, a bag wrapper or so on, that's got food stuck to it, um, it's going to become smelly. And it's going to attract, uh, you know, ants and cockroaches and so on. So it's it's not a ideal condition to keep your recycling at home, even just for a day or two before you take them to the recycler. And then when you get them to the recycler, it's the same problem for them because it's the smell, yeah, it's maggots. It's and not very nice for the people. It's not very nice. It? So second yeah. reason they need to be clean. And I think number three reasons uh, is the most important reason uh, why the Hong Kong kind of government or share recycling been failed is that if 10 people put clean recycling materials in a recycling bin it takes just one person to come around and put a leftover lunchbox in there with, with sauce and rice i know and this is the main cause of recycling materials being treated as rubbish right because rubbish uh, because dirty items being put in some you know mixed together with some clean materials um, and then they are considered being contaminated. Mm. They're not good enough recycling. And so. it's a rare day that I see a government waste bin that isn't full of a variety of trash. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I would only trust you with yeah. my stuff. Before I came up here today, uh, there was a glass collecting, collection bottle right at the bottom of the escalator. Yeah, I actually took a photo of it. I'll maybe show you later. Is that <laughs> inside that glass bottle recycling bin, there was a plastic bottle sticking out. Uh. There was some dirty tissue sticking out. And obviously there, there was a glass bottle sticking out on top as well. So this is a very common problem in Hong Kong. People don't look and see what that bean is for. Yeah. They just see a bean, they think, aha, I can put my rubbish in there. I know. And it's a major issue. And no one will be looking. And no one will be looking. Right. And, and also nobody will care. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's but something... we care, don't we, Kenny? It's about education. So, yeah. you know, we have to start somewhere. Clean recycling and also materials have to be sorted into the correct categories and so on to be able for the next step. So for people like me who collect the recycling or for the recycling factory to deal with the material properly. Exactly. All right. Trash Talkers, very important. Love Recycling Plus is offering a very, very good deal if you want to make sure that your recycling is getting recycled. So please Google it. Yes, Reach out to are... Kenny and his team. That's correct. We're on Facebook, IG, and we have our website as well. Bad. And they all have my phone number on it. So <laughs> if, oh, you, if you get you'll through, be up all night. Yeah, you'll be WhatsApping <laughs> me basically. But uh, yes, any any interest, any questions, just WhatsApp me. Happy to help. All right. Thanks so much for coming in and telling us about it. Thank you for having me. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Thank you, thank you to Marcy Trentlong for this week's Trash Talk. And she was speaking with Kenny Lam from Love Recycling Plus about helping everybody in Hong Kong get into the habit of reducing, reusing and recycling. Yeah.